Hello and welcome to our first episode in our series, Why Care? This is a podcast about current day issues and happenings and how they affect the general population, especially young people. My name is Jackson Chile, and I'm accompanied by my good friend, Molly Reed. This podcast is also discussing why young people should care about these modern day issues and true, happenings. True. And this episode is about the importance of blood donations and why every eligible person should donate. Um, a little background information in case you don't know how to or about donating blood. Um, it's done in four steps. First, your medical history, a quick physical, your donation, and then you get to have some snacks. To donate, you either make an appointment ahead of time, which you can do on the Red Cross website, or you can be a walk-in. Then you'll register and wait for your name to be called. The regular donation is one pint of blood. The donation part itself only takes around 10 minutes. The entire process takes around an hour. It may seem like a long time, but you're saving three lives in an hour, which is pretty amazing. I think um, it's especially important to donate blood regularly because, um, for the first part, a lot of people that are able to donate blood don't don't donate enough. Right, only like 37% of the United States is eligible to donate blood, and out of that 37%, 10% actually donate regularly. Right, so if you are able to donate blood and you have something that you can donate, why why wouldn't you? And it's also important to realize that the amount of blood that is used just in the U.S. every day is roughly 36,000 pints, and that seems like a really big number, but if everyone donates just a pint of blood regularly, that number is very uh, minuscule and can help a lot of people. And in case you're wondering how often regularly is, you can donate one pint of blood every eight weeks. We're not asking you to donate every eight weeks, but donating a few times a year really makes a difference because since there's such a large need, it means that someone needs blood every two seconds. So donating can really help um, make sure that everyone gets the blood that they need because people do have different blood types. And the more people who donate, the more variety we have of um, blood. And we know some people who have the universal blood, and they really like to give, but everyone should give, too. True. And I think it's also important to realize that even if um, you are, like, even if you can donate, um, a lot of people can't. So if you think, oh, even though I can donate, everyone else is going to do it, so I donate to the time out of my day to go, even if, like... A lot of people that go to a blood drive will be turned away, right. either because they're too sick or maybe they found something in their blood that that can't be used. Or um, So like they, if 30 yeah. people go to a blood drive and sign up to donate blood, like 23 people or even 20 people will actually be able because there's a lot of factors that make one ineligible to donate. So to start, you have to be 17 without parental consent, 16 with and then you can't be on antibiotics, aspirin, things that contain aspirin, blood thinners, and those are just a few things. You can find the whole list, which is really long, on the Red Cross website. And um, you also can't have diseases like cancer, CJD, HIV, AIDS. And so many people now are diagnosed with all these different diseases that it really is important for people who can donate and are eligible to donate 
to donate because I know for an example that my grandfather used to donate all the time he's a regular donor I think he's given like 13 gallons of blood or something like that in his life but he was diagnosed with cancer so for the past like 16 years he hasn't been able to donate which is why young people need to fill the shoes of older people. Yeah, and it's also important to realize that even if you do pass this really extensive checklist, and that, that's what the, the longest part of the blood donation process is, is you go to a booth and you're asked tons of questions and you have to fill out tons of answers to make sure that your blood is safe. So even um, there's a lot of people who get through this process and they're all good and they think they're clear to give blood, but then they get on they get on the chair to give blood and either they faint or they can't get a needle in or their veins not right. So like a number of people will pass this process and they end up not being able to give blood anyways. And that's just another, that's another three lives that can't be saved. And I know that we're painting this process of having to figure out if you're eligible or not as really extensive and like labor intensive and hard and difficult and you wouldn't want to do it. But it's not that bad. It's just like a questionnaire. You do have to answer questions. But it's worth it to save these three lives. Yeah, like if, if you get, can you answer fifty questions to save three lives? Like I don't think it's that big of a trade-off to help someone. And what we were saying earlier about how young people aren't filling the shoes of older people, over sixty percent of blood donors are over the age of forty, most being over the age of fifty. And donation stations are reporting that fewer and fewer young people are stepping up to fill their shoes. We need young people to do it because older people have been doing it for so long and we need to make sure that we keep this going and older people are more susceptible to diseases. So the older that you get, the like more likely it is that you won't be able to donate. So if you start donating while you're young, you can really get in the time. Generationally speaking, our grandparents' generation donated more blood because, well, this is according to the U.S. News and World Report, but previous generations have formed a habit of giving blood because they came of age during uh, World War II and viewed it as their civic duty. Their children continued to donate, but less so, and blood services have noted that each subsequent generation has decreased their commitment to blood donation activities. So that means, like, basically each generation is donating less and less blood. A large portion of the generation doesn't seem to draw the same connection between being a good citizen and donating blood. So um, you may have, you may be a person who has the best intentions in mind and does a lot of volunteering, does a lot of stuff for your community, and then won't donate blood because you either see it as labor-intensive, you see it as a long time, you see it as a nuisance, but when really it's, you're, you're really, you're taking a very small portion of your day and a small portion of your time out to save lives, and it's just really important to do this. what other activity can you do where it only takes one hour to save three True. lives? And uh, the more young people make giving blood part of their civic responsibility, the more likely they are to continue giving for years to come. So for a young person who has decades of life and gallons to give, if they start giving early, it will exponentially increase the lives that we save. Because older people, like, I don't want to sound like morbid or anything like that, but older people don't have as much time because they've spent time, and so they don't have as much time as young people to give blood. So we need to kind of balance it out and make sure that everyone's giving blood. Yeah, I think that... Uh, one successful measure that is used to try and draw more young people to a blood drive um, 
and this is this kind of is is more of a local thing, but um, the blood drive at our school was held right in our gym, and um, we were, Mo- Molly and I were both there at the blood drive. Mm-hmm. Um, I was taking a couple of interviews for the podcast, and she was there working at it. But um, you know, we saw a lot of uh, young people come and people that were that attended the school come to give blood. Because about forty five percent of our donors were students that are yeah. were students, and so since it was so easy for them, they were able to come. So that's just one way that we can yeah. do that. And our blood drive was held right after school, so like people finished their last their last period, their last class, and they could walk right down the hall to the gym and donate blood. And yeah, it takes an hour out of their day, but they're already there, so they they were they found it very easy just to do that. So um, that's one thing that makes it really easy to donate blood. That if in this this is for our generation, like for, if if you have a blood drive at your school, it's so easy just to say, hey, I'm not going to be home for another hour today. I'm just going to go and donate blood and take that time to do it. And maybe I'll miss some practice. Maybe I'll miss a club or something. But that's all right because they'll understand because I'm donating blood, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so while we were at this blood drive watching all these great people donate blood, we did see some people get turned away. I know that some of my friends got turned away because they had low blood pressure or some weren't heavy enough because you do have to weigh 120 pounds to be able to donate blood. Um, But then we also asked some people at our blood drive why they donated blood. And so... We're going to share some of those interviews um, now. What's my name again? I'm here with... Daryl Sinsba. Daryl, would you mind answering a few questions for us today? Sure. So, um, as a volunteer EMT, why do you see donating blood as being so important, especially in the medical world? Because in the medical world, you see people at their worst, with traumatizing injuries, bleeding out, and the need for blood is just... You know, it's a forever need. You'll never... Never be able to give enough blood. Uh, there's always a shortage. Mm-hmm. So, just do my part. Yep. And finally, what do you think? Why do you think it's important for um, people or kids, especially in my generation, to donate blood? I think it is just as important. The younger you start, the better you feel. And with the growing population in this world, you know, it, it's been going on since as long as they've been collecting blood. There's, there's always a need for it, you know. And, you know, the next generation is going to have to pick up and, you know, support their, their generation. All right. Thank you. I'm here with Thomas Coverdale. Do you have a few questions for us, Mr. Coverdale? Sure. Um, in the process of donating blood, why do you think blood donation is so important um, right now? And as a global uh, problem, why do you think blood donation is very important? Well, I don't, I'm not aware of any specific needs right now, locally or globally. It's just an attitude or a way of life that if I have something that, or a, a superfluity of something that I can make more of, why in the world shouldn't I be willing to give some of that to others who may not have the opportunity? Very good. And um, kind of adding on to that, this podcast is all about how um, our generation should be aware and how our generation should 
act on problems and events that are happening in our life today so as someone kind of reflecting on our younger generation how do you what do you think is most important for us to understand about this yeah so I, I spend most of my waking life among adolescents so I'm, I'm familiar with the generation I'm impressed with the generation too I think every every I keep saying generation but group has its own take on things I think the most recent generation Z or whatever it is I think they understand that they can make a difference and the thing that's most inspiring to me is when I see see students or youth say I can make a difference even when it hurts me a little bit when it doesn't make me that comfortable there are some I think false phobias about blood giving blood that really are once you've had the experience they're not there you know, the thing that though to think about is at the end of your life I think everyone is common in that we want to make differences in the lives of those people around us and a pint of blood I mean it's not necessarily a big deal it could be but it is really more of an outpouring of an attitude of why go through life just pedal to the metal not really thinking or aware of people around me why not make a difference and it's a very simple thing to do it literally costs you nothing your body regenerates anything that you may be quote giving up it's yep. an inconvenience thing so in the end the question is what's going to matter and it's the differences i've made this is a pretty simple thing but it is a difference so think about that Great. think about that way wonderful thank you you're welcome so we're going to break down some information for you into the core reasons why you should donate blood we've given you a lot of statistics and a lot of worthiness in the earlier in the podcast so this is really the core things you take away um, it's really important to understand that with so few people able to donate blood today, then those who are able to should. And you have the potential to give three other people a lifetime in an hour of yours. It's really important to understand that young people need to fulfill, fulfill their civic responsibilities to help those in need. And it just plain old fashion feels good to help others. And so we also have some reasons that you should care. Why care? About 4.5 million Americans will need a blood transfusion each year. Why care? About 1 in 7 people entering a hospital need this blood. Why care? There's no substitute for human blood. Blood can't be manufactured. Why care? If only 1 more percent of all Americans would give blood, blood shortages would disappear for this foreseeable future. Why care? You can help save others without sacrificing yourself. There is no eye for an eye when it comes to saving lives using blood because it's a replenishable source and your body makes it and once you donate or lose it, it can make it back up. And that's what you heard from some people in our interviews yes. earlier. Uh, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast today and hope that you will give some thought to donating in the future. And we thank you if you have donated in the past. We are also grateful for your support. More platforms on which to support us include Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, with all of our handles being at YCarePodcast. Also, feel free to email us with any feedback at YCarePodcast at gmail.com. Lastly, we want to leave you this one final thought. If you don't donate blood, then who will? If not you, then who? 
Thank you, and come back November 23rd for our next episode. Have Have a great great day. day. Thank Thank you. you.